Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. Um, happy new week. So, you know, for us here in Dear Tyler, our week starts Monday. And typically, other people probably start Sunday and all. So, but anyway, happy new week. How was last week? I hope it was good. I hope it was fun. Uh, I like for me, it's more of like a constant now that. I always have something happening every week. So this is, it was a really, really exhausting week. Um, but it was, it was fulfilling. It was fulfilling to, to, to put it in perspective. This week was, or the past week, was one of the few weeks that I really understood what fulfillment was, where I was able to not just like do things, you know, achieve things and achieve goals, but I was able to really feel like my life mattered somewhere. You get it, like it accounted for something. Um, within the week, I got a lot of feedback, you know, from dear Tyler and how. Um, people are really blessed by it really really blessed by it uh i got one of the reviews was like oh that the voice is so soothing yet reassuring um and you know somebody reached out to me told me that like they try their best to listen to dear tyler at least like one episode um every day which is like really really amazing and you know to figure out that this person found out about their Tyler via Facebook so um, it's it's humbling it's extremely humbling but like I said yet again I find a lot of fulfillment I'm just happy that people are being blessed people are being uh, you know a lot of people are finding healing um, I also spoke to someone <coughs> Excuse me, if you haven't listened to the episode on depression, you should just search for it. It it would really, really, it would really, really bless you. Uh, I spoke about a lot and, you know, somebody reached out to me, an old friend, and was like, wow, I didn't know this happened, but thank you for sharing. Thank you for opening up. You've helped us to, you know, other people to open up and all. It's It's part of the things, you know, just seeing people getting healed or, finding their space and you know enjoying the healing uh power of the spirit of god because of these uh, messages and thoughts it's it's a major thing for me and then i worked with um some amazing set of people you know and just hearing their feedback uh touched me right they um had their practicum on sunday and we just worked together how a lot of them, you know, they just said, like, nice stuff. It was nice. I'm a words person, so when, if you know how to use your words correctly, ah, it just it just cripples me. My legs just become feeble and all. Yeah, but it was really, really fun for me. I, I enjoyed it, and I'm hoping that this week will also be more of that, be more of that. Um, anyway, so last week, you know, we spoke uh, quite a number of topics. 
but uh, the last topic we spoke about was ridiculed into faith and hope and it's going to form like the basis for what I'm going to share again or what, rather what I'm going to share today this morning there are, there, there are times where okay so let me start this way I've had conversations with people and I've gone through similar occurrences, similar circumstances, right? That really, you know, it really brought me to the point of questioning whether I am still for the lack of a better word, worthy of such a dream now for a lot of us we had dreams we had ambitions you know there were impressions that the spirit of god must have laid in our hearts when we were much younger uh things that we you know we wrote out that we're going to do we're going to achieve and for whatever reason whether poor execution whether the lack of adequate and quality support systems, um, lack of resources, you know, or maybe pure negligence. Somehow we didn't get to uh, achieve those things, right? Somehow we didn't get to achieve them, maybe because we made mistakes and then at the end of the day, we lost uh, certain opportunities, and I know that, you know, it just has this feeling. I was talking to somebody recently and the person was like, okay, I've got a lot of, you know, dreams. And God like tells them a lot of things. But they're like, are you sure I am the one God still wants to use? Like, haven't, I don't know, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of English is that? Yeah. Uh, like, haven't I been replaced? And, you know, the, the the thing is, the example that is usually used is the example of Judas. So they're like, you know, Judas was replaced after he... Um, after he hung himself, you know, they're like, let um, the bishop... Uh, be given to another and that's usually the emphasis or they'll be like and Saul was replaced by David you know all of those things and because of certain things so there are a lot of times that you just feel like I have so soiled this particular dream or I had so messed up this particular dream or I had wasted so much time that maybe somebody else has taken this dream right um, you feel like you cannot be the one God would use at a certain time to do certain things. Or maybe because you've been so accustomed to the event of failure, uh, be made, like I said, whether it's through mistakes or lack of resources or lack of adequate and qualitative support systems, that you really didn't do so well. And so I just like, you want to try again, but then 
It's like, ah, maybe this thing is not for me. Maybe this thing is not for me. I remember talking to the person and I said something. Uh, in as much as there were examples in the Bible of people that were replaced, right? Although I didn't tell the person this, I just, it just dropped to my mind, but I was like, um, okay, let me share this part and then tell you what I told the person. In fact, let me tell you what I told the person so that it would make much more sense. I said, there are a lot of other people that had messed up and God still used them. For instance, Peter. Yes, Judas betrayed Jesus, right? Peter denied Jesus on three separate occasions. And when it was time for the Lord to hand over his flock, the man that betrayed him was the one that he gave the responsibility to. Uh, there was never a time that, you know, the Lord brought it back to Peter and be like, Peter, don't fall my hand, or do you understand? Don't fall my hand, or something like that. Don't disappoint me this time. Never brought it up. Said uh, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Said yes, feed my lambs. Right? Um, there are people that had second chances, you see, people like uh, Paul. Paul, you know, he did things based on the zeal that he had for the Lord. Did things based on the zeal he had for the Lord. And he killed people, killed the Lord's people, you know, really persecuted the church at that time. Now, you would feel like if you were Paul, you'd be like, um, there's a high tendency that probably uh, God cannot use a murderer like me. Right? There's definitely going to be somebody else and you may have that urge to put yourself to the background. You may have that urge to push yourself to the background. So, when you think about it, we, 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 we spend a lot of time right, thinking or using negative examples or using the the not so good examples there are other examples in scripture of people that had messed up right there are people that had messed up david in the bible he messed up you know on numerous occasions the david that replaced saul messed up on numerous occasions but what is what was his response to it when he counted the children of when he counted the armies of the children of israel you know against the the request of the lord and the Lord told him three things were going to happen. You understand? He still said that let him fall into the hands of God because he knows he'll find mercy. There are people that were given chances time and time and time again. Imagine the disciples, how many times they must have failed at a lot of things, you know, um, having the issue with the demon-possessed boy, you know, maybe they had prayed for people before and they didn't see the healing power of God at that time. You know, I'm sure that they had a lot of things that would be like, you know, it could be really, really, really tiring. So, Bill Johnson gave a statement once and I, I still use this statement a lot. 
that one of the things that uh, one of the questions that usually gets asked in his uh, in their school of ministry that is Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry when they get to the topic of healing when the, when the student asks what if they don't get healed then the lecturer asks which is usually Pastor Bill who will be like what if they get healed that your focus is so much on the negative that it becomes so much of your reality. There are people that pray for the sick and they got healing. So why can't you focus on that, that there is a possibility for it to happen, right? So I had to tell the person, I was like, don't get so used to having negative examples that it becomes difficult to believe that God can use you, right? Now, another thing which dropped in my heart is Nobody was really replaced until they died. People say that Saul was um, only king for two years. The remaining 38 years was um, David and all. And because after two years, you know, the Bible says and the Lord said I'd rejected Saul and everything. Yeah, he may not have been the person, you know, like God's uh, next plan or the phase, as in the channel that God wanted to walk through, right? The anointing for who um, would be next was David. Naturally, was meant to be from a father, you know, like an inheritance thing. So I believe that the anointing of David was that the, the the kingship right the yes the lineage of kingship was moving from the family of Saul because you would notice that there was an honor that David had for Saul many instances many instances that um Saul could have been killed by David, you know, that he was in a vulnerable position. But David at no point in time, David at no point in time, did he ever consider killing Saul. You know, this kind, like, he said that um, he would not touch the Lord's anointed. Because even though he had been anointed to be the next king of Israel, there was still a king. So probably it was the heart, the heart of Saul. Saul just did not have a repentant heart. Did not have a repentant heart. So that's why his kingship um, went the way it went. And you think about someone like Judas, right? Uh, the Lord did not reject Judas. He did not tell Judas to go away. That he had no need of him, whether because of the grief, the guilt that was in Judas's heart, you know, which was in in some way a a, a very good attribute about the heart of Judas. He knew he did something wrong, but what his response to it was what was the real issue. What Peter repented for. 
right? That's what Judas went over to go and judge himself about. And I was like, ah, but promise I'm not worthy to live. And you know, he took his own life. And so his replacement was because of his absence. Not necessarily that he was substituted before time. I'm sure there was a communication by Jesus about how he wanted them to be 12, maybe. Or they just felt like it would be nice to be consistent with how Jesus started with us. Do you understand? So, um, so, it, so the replacement of Saul, the replacement of Judas, came because of their absence. Now, Tyler, we need to get to the point where we can believe again. There are things that the Lord has told you. There are things that the Lord has shared. Whether you went your own way. Um, you see, the, the story of the prodigal son really blesses me for many reasons. First and foremost, it's the story about a family. Number two, it's the prodigal son. It means he was part of a system already. Right? So he was not a stranger to the family. He went, he moved away from the father. He stayed away from the father. He decided to be independent um, of the father. After he did everything and things went bad, what happened? He went back and he wanted to relegate himself. He wanted to relegate himself into a lower position because, oh, I've done this. Um, I've sinned against my father. I've sinned against God. Do you understand? And the father did not, it's like almost ignored him. The first thing that the father did was to reestablish his position and make sure that the, that the child, right, that this son understood. He put a robe on him, you know, gave him a signet ring, anything that would remind him about his place in the father's heart. The father didn't say, ah, you've gone way too far. Somebody else said, no. When the son came back with a heart of repentance, that brokenness, what happened is that the father reinstated him back to that position. There may be a lot of dreams, right? A lot of instructions. You know, maybe God has told you that, ah, Tyler, you're going to do many, many big things. You see, there are a lot of dreams that we had while growing up. It may look like just a figment of our imagination, but I believe because of our childlike spirits at that time and how we were able to conceive things, we were not critical of them. I believe that they're communications of the Spirit of God. And there are things that they told you, you know, hey, Tyler, you can do this, and this is what I want you to do. Can we believe again, Tyler? You've got to be the one that will stand up and be like, yes, this is the word that the Lord sent to me, and I'm making a conscious effort to believe again. There are a lot of forces that will be fighting you. A lot of forces will be fighting you. They'll be like, ah, you've already gone too far. You'll have to start again from scratch. You'll have to, you know, begin all over. Uh, it's going to be a waste of time. You know, time is not on your side. You need to make up for wasted. Nah, 
you've got to tell yourself that I'm going to believe again. I'm going to believe again. For instance, people that trade, you know, do business and all. I, I read a caption that really blessed me recently. Said that the person said, uh, is a is a professional trader. Said that I can make a thousand dollars within um, uh, like five to seven minutes, right, or something like that. And then he said, but people don't know that. It all came from five to seven years of tears. So imagine how many times he said maybe five, seven years of tears. He spent, let's say, five years having failure consistently. But the moment his breakthrough came, the moment his breakthrough came, it came on the basis of not giving up. It was like, okay, I'm going to believe again. And it was one of those times that he decided not to give up that it happened. One of those times, you know, a lot of times they use the story of Thomas Edison, you know, that he tried. Some people say he tried a thousand times. Somebody said 10,000 times. So the, the, the number of trials that he went through is very, very confusing, quite inconsistent. But the point is this. He tried until he got it. I'm sure maybe there are times he'd be like, ah, it's not possible. And then he will not tell himself, no, I believe it. I saw it. There must be a way that you can actually create a light bulb. You can capture light in a system. Do you understand? And he was able to believe again. He was able to believe again. There's a part of scripture that really, really blesses me. Right? In the book of Job. Job chapter 14, verse 8 and 9. Job 14, 8 and 9. It says, Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock therefore die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. There may be times that you feel this is a totally dead dream. Totally dead dream. Absolutely dead dream. Think about it. For those of us that stay in this part of the world, in Africa, where we usually experience probably just two kind of weathers, right? We have the um, what we call the Hamatan, and then we have the rainy season. So during the Hamatan, you go to a particular place, you know, the whole land looks very arid, looks very dry. And then once the rain begins to come, it doesn't happen immediately, but once the rain begins to come, you find out that those places that seemingly seemed, that were seemingly dead, right, all of a sudden you begin to see greenery around it. Um, a certain bush that was looking like it was about to die and wither, all of a sudden receives life. Think about it also. Whenever you are thirsty, whenever you are thirsty, the moment you come in contact with water and you drink, you know, it's like there's this revival that happens. This revival, there was this period that I was extremely, extremely famished. Extremely, extremely famished. There's a reason why I'm making that emphasis. Extremely, extremely famished. And the moment food came, it was like my eyes opened and like I could see clearly. And that's exactly what happens when you decide to feed yourself with the confidence of the spirit again. And you're like, 
Hey, Binga, I'm going to do this again. I'm going to try it one more time. Hey, Tyler, I'm going to do this again. I know that I failed the last time. I know that I messed up the last time. But I, I choose to believe again. I choose to believe again and I'm going to work on it. Did the Lord call you into ministry? And probably you prayed for somebody and it didn't work or something. He said, I'm going to try again until I get it. I'm not going to lose hope. I'm not going to lose faith. Yes, oh, people laughed at me. People made mockery of me. Or people are doing whatever they want to do. You know, my family is uh, criticizing me, you know, making jest of me, telling me that I'm wasting time. But I know what I saw. And so I choose to believe again. I choose to believe this prophetic word upon my life. Oh, I know what God told me about this business. I agree that I messed up. I agree that I didn't do it in the proper way. But right now I choose to believe. I am going forth in it. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I choose to believe. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to put my mind to it and I'm going to get it right. Oh, um, I had a mishap in a relationship before and some I feel like oh, love is not for me but somehow within my spirit the spirit of God is telling me that I've kept someone for you and you're going to meet the person you're going to have a happy home and so you tell yourself oh yes I believe in it I believe God I believe God I believe in love one more time I am open to it and I'm going to try you know I'm going to give myself to it whatever it is that vision the business the dream the child that child that seemingly um, gives you the impression like they're not going to make anything out of their lives. That child that, seem, uh, that uh, is the one that always seems to disappoint you, you know, makes you lose your faith, makes you question your trust. You know, all of these things, these, you, you tell yourself that now nah, for me and this child, I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to believe that God can work a miracle through this child. Is it a situation, a health challenge? that you prayed for and it didn't work you gather yourself together and say i'm still going to believe god i'm still going to believe god i'm still going to believe god um i think it was job that said it he said uh, even if you slay me yet will i trust him i'm still going to trust him i'm still going to trust god and i'm still going to believe i'm still going to believe so i want you to dust those books tyler right every vision every plan that you had i want you to dust it look at what you had written and tell yourself that I'm going to believe again and begin to apply yourself to those things, begin to act, begin to make preparation for the coming manifestation of that. Your amen to a thing is equally as important as God's amen to it. If God has said his amen, and you haven't said your amen, you cause the restriction. Because the gift, the whether the channel, you know, the passageway, the pathway that God has created is right there before you. But because you have not said amen to it, you would not be able to see it. But when you say amen, your amen attached to God's amen. Amen means so be it. When you say that, yes, this is it for me. This is what God has laid for me. This is what God has designed for me, this is what um, this is the path that the Lord has chosen that I should follow. Once your amen and his amen come together, right? That's the key to manifestation. So Tyler, I want you to believe again. The distance between you and God's help is your cry for help. 
you turn back and be like, okay, Lord, I did it on my own, but Master, I need you. Holy Ghost, I need you. I need you to believe again. Oh, you tried in the music circle and somehow you were making it small, you know, rising and then something happened, you hit rock bottom or somebody gave you a, um, a, a certain review, you know, a, a criticism that made it feel like, ah, you're not good enough. What you should do is rise up again and say, okay, I believe in it and learn, listen listen to God, find out what he requires and then apply yourself to it again. Elijah prayed seven times, sent the servant seven times. It was on the seventh occasion that the cloud came. Seventh occasion that the cloud came. Believe again. Tyler, believe again. Believe again. God knows why he chose you to give that dream. He chose you because he knew what he put in you had the capacity to birth that dream. You are stronger than you think. I think we should get to the point, right, Tyler, that we begin to judge our strength based on the mandate that God gives us. If God gives you a massive dream, then just know that you have a great capacity within you. A great capacity within you. And what God wants to do is that he wants to use that capacity as you grant him access to birth that dream. Any dream that the Lord gives you, it may sound ridiculous, right? It may sound unbelievable. But what God needs is your faith. doesn't need the faith of other people. The message was to you. Your response should be, yes, Lord, I agree. And watch him make you a wonder. Watch you make, watch, watch you make you a wonder. There was a time I wanted to say, I was like, I'm not going to do Dear Tyler again. You know, because I wasn't getting the kind of results that I was hoping for. So I literally said that, no, I'm not going to do Dear Tyler again. I've come to the end. I don't want to do after some time I was like no why did you start believe again you know what God showed you when you were doing all of this you know what God showed you I'm like okay I'm going to do I'm going to you know take it up there are times where things may be discouraging you know I dust up myself and I'm like okay we're going to do it again we're going to take it and you know God is helping us gradually God is helping us gradually so can you believe again Tyler can you believe again dare to believe God one more time dare to believe God one more time and see what God will do through you believe again awaken every dead dream every dead dream and see what God will do through you right so um, I really hope this blessed you right I really 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 do hope this blessed you and I can't wait to hear your feedback. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Um, you could always send your feedback via Instagram, right? You can check Instagram, dear underscore Tyler. 
Tyler is T-Y-L-A, dear underscore Tyler. If you could do that to send me your feedback, that would be amazing. You could share with other people. If you still want to be part of the Dear Tyler community and share this content with other people, please and please do let me know. Let me share the link with you um, so that it would be easier for you to be able to get access and to know exactly when we post um, new episodes. Right. So uh, I would really, really love to hear from you. Right. And I... Uh, just wanted to say thank you for everything thank you for listening remember i love you i believe in you and i am always rooting for you do have an awesome week and yes do not miss thursday's episode we're going to share an amazing story an amazing story um next week's episode thursday's amber's story uh amber's story within the anyway it's going to really really touch you guys it's really going to touch you guys uh the person sharing the story felt quite comfortable to use their personal name so you get to know the person um on that thursday but for us it's called she's called amber right it's called amber so it's going to be amazing amazing so watch out for thursday and you know share this with other people so now let me do my conclusion properly, right? So this is me signing out, Tyler. Remember that I love you, I believe in you, and I'm always rooting for you. Have an awesome week. Bye.